fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Hanale. I got about a bazillion different names, right? Folks, I got to tell you, um, you know, we always start our show with gratitude, right? Like that's that's our deal. I am grateful for you. I'm, I got so much incredible positive feedback from um, the show I did on, on wrath and God never giving up on us. Um, it really felt like it touched people. I haven't gotten that much positive response on a, a show since, um, you know, since I did a show on, I like being a man, you know, it's like, it's fun. Those are, those are so far the two most popular shows just by way of people getting in touch with me. So I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for receiving that in the spirit that it was intended to be um, delivered. And uh, I'm very happy if it, it did touch you in, in, a, in a really good way. Um, you know, I, I, today's show is going to be, I think, in a, a part two of that, if you will. And maybe we'll periodically throughout the year continue that conversation because we, we've been talking a lot about physical health, right? Energetic health radio and everything that's been going on, physical health. We, we've gotten into some discussions about post-traumatic stress disorder, and we've gotten into some discussions about, um, you know, the what we're all going through. We are all experiencing PTSD. All right, we we just need to accept that. And if you've been in this this uh, whatever it is, this world of crazy uh, for in, it, for any length of time, especially if you've been in it as long as a lot of us have been through since 2020. And even before, you know, if you really start connecting some dots, um, you know, we're we're there. We've been traumatized. Now we can choose to turn that trauma, that that pain of it, into a source of strength, or we can choose to turn it into a weakness, uh, something that we allow to hurt us, and therefore begin to identify ourselves by that hurt. I just actually finished um, a um, talk on uh, a final version of our Love Without Limits meditation. It's something that I did. It was one of the first shows we actually did for Energetic Health Radio. And that has evolved. You know, the questions have tweaked just a little bit as I've learned more about where we're heading and where, where God is guiding me. So if you want to check that out, you can find that on the school's Rumble channel, Energetic Health Institute. You can go to our Rumble channel and um, and you can watch. I think we, I think I posted that um, and made that one public uh, for everybody. That's one of our Thursday master classes we do with all of our holistic nutrition students. And I want to be very clear here. I'm not advocating for religion, all right? I am all denominational. I welcome everyone who has goodness, love, God in their heart. Um, you know, a, a 
those people, I I get you, right? I, I get you very well now. And um, uh, it's incredible, this experience, you know, that we have when we when we have this relationship that we establish. So what I want to share with you today is um, that, you know, we, we've looked at health from a physical perspective, from a, a mental health perspective, you know, the mind, and we've talked about the body with the physical health. I want to have a show, and we'll do this periodically. This won't become the the norm for the show, um, but I do want to do this periodically because I think do understand its importance now, which is spiritual health. That there's really three, you know, levels of health that we we should be assessing, in my um, professional opinion. You know, physical health, mental health, and spiritual health. You know, and I'm not saying anything new. Many folks way far smarter than me and have come long before me have alluded to this. I mean, this is just kind of a duh thing that I'm saying. So I do want to have occasional shows about our spirituality. And again, I just want to make sure I'm being respectful of everyone and that this isn't religious. I'm I'm not a religious person and I doubt that I will be in this lifetime. And that's not to fault religion. It's just to say it's not right for me, the organization of it isn't right for me as a control mechanism. The community of it, I do think is absolutely beautiful. And especially when it's being done right, like at the Church of Glad Tidings and churches similar to that and mosques and synagogues and temples, all similar to that ethos of of community and love um, and celebration of the relationships that we have with our creator. Um, I I love all of those. But for me, it's just not right. You know, and I'm okay with that you know, because it doesn't impede my relationship with my creator in any way. So in talking about, you know, spiritual health, you know, I want to share today a little bit more of of that story. And I had alluded to it in um, God Never Gave Up On Us. I had alluded to this experience where God has been guiding me throughout my life. And I want to share that with you. You know, there's some really major things that have happened in my life that the only way they can really be explained, um, you know, some fantastical stories, really, the only way they can be really explained is because God is love and God has been guiding me this whole way, knowing that I could get to this point because I have been willing to do the work. And I think that's really the key for all of us right now is to accept the work and say, yeah, I, Father, I'm, I'm willing to do the work. I'll do the work. Show me the way. Show me the straight way. I will do the work along that straight way. And that's, I think, what we're all doing here. You know, I, I had uh, an opportunity this past um, Friday to participate in a Twitter space. Um, I'm very new to that, by the way, but if you want to check it out, it's at uh, Dr. Henry Ely. Um, uh, but I don't know what my participation in Twitter will really be. Uh, but I got to go on one of those, and it was an incredible testimonial session of people who, and and mothers and fathers, unfortunately, who've had significant injuries. You know, Stephanie DeGarry was on it again. Um, there was some. There was another father. I wish I knew his name and remembered his name, but he had a just a you know devastating story of, of what happened to his son. And the, you know, and the pain that he goes through every day, you know, as a result of it, which is totally understandable. Um, My heart just goes out to him and people like him, you know, you know, my story, I've had, you know, family members, you know, pass away, um, 
most recently, just a couple of weeks ago, due to, in my professional opinion, the results of the shots and the spike glycoprotein. Um, and really what it's a result of isn't the poison that's in the jab or what it does within the cell structure. It's that it's all based upon lies, right? And the biggest poison is the lies that have been told out there, the lies um, that have been told to protect the lie, the lie of things, of this being safe and effective and something that is, you know, good, no, please. You know, the results, the, the verdict is in. No, it's not. It needs to be taken off the market, something we've all been clamoring for since 2021, right? So what I want to share with you today is really... Um, a second part to it, and maybe it'll become a continuing conversation we'll have periodically. And today I want to share with you, um, you know, how I let God consciously into my life. Um, because this has been my journey. It's God has always been around, you know, some I've, I've heard and I've even probably heard myself saying it, um, that I found God in everything, you know, and it's like, well, no, no, you didn't. God was never lost. God was always there. You know, and, you know, it was just, I finally made a conscious decision to allow God into my life. And the thought, the, first of all, the feeling of it is amazing, right? It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and for those of you who've already done this, you know, I am so enjoying, you know, that joy that you feel you know, that joy that is right there waiting for us at all times, this sense that everything is going to be all right, that God has got this, and that there's really nothing to worry about if we're willing to do the work, the work of walking the straight way. So, um, you know, it's, it's this incredible experience, but for me, it wasn't about finding. It was about consciously allowing, welcoming, and for me, it was a logical decision, you know, pragmatic decision. Why would I not want my creator consciously in my life every single moment? Why would I not want to renew that connection every morning and give gratitude for it every night and all throughout the day? Be grateful for this experience. That's why I love, love music so much. And if you're following me on Telegram, I'll share songs that I just think remind us of, of the soundtrack of what life is about. Because above all, I am a friend of God. I am here to be a healer. And what a healer is by definition actually comes from the, the Hebrew uh, word Rafa. Um, and what a healer is by definition is one who helps restore normal, normal being God as the foundation. And what do we see in our DNA? But God as the foundation, what do we see throughout our health when we're at our peak? God as the foundation. What do we see in our mentality and our belief system of confidence that everything's going to be all right? God as the foundation. What do we feel when we're in love with someone? We feel something that is the most incredible experience in the world. And that's God as the foundation. So today we're going to have a conversation about, um, about my journey, not to be braggadocious, right? You know me by now, it's not in my heart. It's to share what's possible. What's possible when you consciously allow your creator by any name, 
into your heart, into your life every day. This wonderful gift of existence that never had to happen, happened because someone loves you. Some being, some almighty, because we don't really have a good word other than the name, other than the sacred names that we give, but that this incredibly loving entity, this almighty, said, here, you exist. <clears throat> and a star explodes, and the, the earth is formed from that explosion. And everything that we are in our physical body is really a remnant of light, of a star, that we are literally all stars. Everything in this world, in this physical world, came from a star. That you have light within you. You were born from light. And that when the mind goes off, it's because faith has been shaken. Fear has infected the body and taken over and taken away from faith. And without faith, it's very difficult to attract love. And without love, it's very difficult to attract blessings. See, there's this, this wonderful, there's this wonderful sequential interplay going on in what God has put together for us. And it's right there around us at all times for us to tap into. <clears throat> all we have to do is believe. So we write back with um, what I hope is interesting, what, what I hope builds and what I hope inspires you to go, yeah, you know what? What Dr. H is saying is this is possible. And all I have to do is the work along the straight way to experience it. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's right there for you every millisecond of your existence. All you have to do is consciously allow God, your creator, into your life and believe that what that relationship is, is good because it is. It's the, it's the biggest no-lose situation you'll ever have in your life, you know? All you have to do is believe. That's the point, the energy from which all healing, all rest restoration of normal really begins. Believing that it's possible. So we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and a little bit, I guess, of my testimonial and uh, I hope in hopes that it helps you along the journey that you're on. We write back right after these messages. <clears throat> Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Folks, we are doing some phenomenal things there. I help develop the greatest healers alive right now. Yeah, that's a little braggadocious. 
but they put in the work. So I am going to brag on them a little bit because I demand a lot out of my students. I want them to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And so the people that are attracted and come into the school, they become the best versions. I just had one of my graduates, uh, Meg, uh, contact me, um, Margarita, <laughs> contact me, and she's doing incredible things. She just finished up um, her doctorate in na uh, natural psychology. Um, and it's usually a three-year program. She finished it up in seven months, right? This is the incredible people that we attract, uh, people who are willing to do the work, ready to do the work and walk that straight way, right? Um, it's just when you are ready, we're there for you. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Check us out if you need help. If you're searching for help right now, we have a great course, a great class we just put out called the Art of Cellular Healing. I would encourage you to get into that. Check out our enhanced elemental diet that is really making a huge difference in people who are declining. We're helping show people how to get stable right away um, with nutrition, with natural medicine, with love. How to get stable so that they don't have to fear this decline into the abyss, right? that we can build each other up, that we can do this together, that we can to collectively believe that we are the greatest energy in the world and that we will prevail. All right, folks, we write back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative thing. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, thanks for hanging out with me today. You know, I'm doing something that's a little vulnerable, you know, and I'm um, just trusting that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I was uh, in uh, prayer and meditation and, you know, I just got inspired to jump on the microphone and record this uh, this episode. 
So I hope it's received well. Um, I hope it it reaches you in in a good way, uh, and, and I really hope that um, the intention of it is felt, you know, more than anything else. Because uh, more than anything else, and you'll hear me say this openly and all the time, is aloha, vow, ye away. And that means I love you. It's, that's really what it's about for me. I, I do. I love you. Um, so let's jump in. Huh? So where I want to begin with this is, um, is, is showing this connection of, of dots, how God has kind of been guiding me <laughs> to what we're doing right now this whole way. And it all makes sense now, you know, so I'm going to take you from my first memory through to today, kind of a fast track. Um, we'll see if I get in deep on any of the stories, but I can tell you um, before God that everything I'm about to tell you is true and has happened. Right. So, um, and of course there's probably more to it, you know, and maybe, maybe there's some things that have a little bit more context, but uh, the point here today is is not self-aggrandizement. It's just sharing a story, really. A journey. <laughs> a journey to where we are today. Well, we said earlier that faith attracts love and love attracts blessings. So I think for me, what I've learned is uh, that all of this for us is about learning and developing our faith. You know, and and where is that? That's really in this incredible relationship that we have access to, um, in this in an ability to renew every day, all throughout the day, every millisecond of our existence. We have an opportunity to renew this relationship. And of course, I'm speaking of your unique relationship with your creator by whatever name you refer to that creator. You know, we have folks who are new age saying, you know, universe or source energy. And I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm cool with that. I'm not here to be anyone's judge. That's for, that's for the almighty, you know, I'm here to just do the work. Right. So um, my first memory is actually a memory of the doctors. And I want to give you my background on why I do openly refer to the cult of Asclepius, which I will talk about a little bit more in a future episode with uh, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, Artis. Um, we're going to talk about the cult of Asclepius and, and that's going to be one that's going to drop your jaw. Okay. But, um, you know, my first experience, uh, is I'm a, I'm a, my first memory is I'm, you know, I'm with my grandmother, my grandma Irma, who I love so much, just, oh my goodness, you could just not have a better grandmother that just doted and loved upon you and built you up. I mean, she was just an incredible woman. Um, so she's watching me why, <clears throat> while my mom and my um, my dad are at work every day. And one of the things we used to do is we used to walk down to a little Italian uh, delicatessen where she'd let me get an orange crush and some uh, M&Ms, even though I wasn't supposed to have sugar. And I would dump the M&Ms into the orange crush and watch them fizz. And then I would, you know, drink this incredible sugar water right? and just be bouncing off the walls. And I'm sure she'd give me back to my mom and my dad when they came home and be like, here you go. <laughs> so one day, of course, I'm, I get sick. And, and this is back in the day when um, doctors still made house calls and brought their, you know, little black bag. This is when doctors were actually doctors, right? There wasn't this massive, you know, public health and healthcare, you know, government aided, you know, system of, of tyranny. There was just people who really cared. 
So he comes over with his black bag and, you know, he starts examining me and I, I just, I felt fine. I must've had snot running down my nose like a little kid and looked disheveled, but I, I didn't feel bad. And he puts the stethoscope on and he like warmed it up. I remember him blowing on it and then putting it on me. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Who's this guy, you know, kind of thing. Because <laughs> the only people I know at that point are really my my mother, my father, my brothers and sisters, and of course, my, my grandmothers um, who would watch me. So here's this guy and he, he puts this stethoscope on me and he's listening in and I'm like, okay, you know, and I guess he's listening into my lungs because I was asthmatic. I had to be hospitalized a few times as a kid um, due to um, really advanced uh, asthma that progressed into pneumonia once even. Um, and my grandma Irma stayed with me the whole time in the hospital, right? An advocate. She did not leave that hospital room for, I think I was there for like a week. She, of course, after getting, you know, vaccinated, I'm sure, but she didn't leave that room, right? This was back in the day when we did things the right way and God was involved, right? We were openly talking about God and going to church all the time and renewing that relationship on a regular basis and all of those great, great things. Well, he pulls out a needle and I looked at it and I was a little unsure. And then he put it in my arm and I freaked and just like, like pulled away from the needle and thank God I didn't snap it. It pulled right out of my arm and I ran into the bathroom and locked the door. Right. And my grandma was like frantic, you know, like, Oh, HL, this is what everybody in my family calls me. Oh, HL, come out, baby, come out. Everything's okay. And I was like, uh, 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 grandma, uh, uh, I want my mommy, <laughs> you know, and I could hear the doctor on the other end kind of chuckling, you know, he was like, Oh, well, that, that one doesn't really like that boy doesn't like shots. He doesn't like needles. Nope. Um, my parents would tell me stories about how when they tried to give me shots and I would fight them and it would take like two and three nurses to hold me down to give me a shot. So clearly I'm coming into this life, you know, knowing that, hey, these things are bad, right? Well, um, my mom ultimately came and home from work and my grandma called her and she came home from work and I came out and everything and all that. But that's my first memory, right? That's the first thing I remember ever happening to me. And then there's, uh, you know, fast forward, I'm, I'm about 10 or 11, we were doing this houseboat thing in Stockton, California. And it was low, it was like really, really low water that year. I mean, we were basically wading through mud, you know, um, but we were on with a, a, another family on, the, on this houseboat, um, dear friends of ours. Uh, and uh, they had a son who was about my age. So we went out to on one of the stops, we went out to go play in this cornfield and uh, we were throwing the ball around. The ball goes into the corn, into this area, this pocket that I couldn't really see, but I saw the ball when I put my head in there. Um, and, uh, and so I couldn't really go into it. So I reached in with my hand to get the, the ball and I got bit by a, a snake. I assume it was a rattlesnake or something because my hand just in seconds just blew up. You know, and I started like feeling like I was about to faint and pass out. And so my buddy took me back to the houseboat was like, hey, hey, he's, you know, he's not looking good. And this is, you know, you have to remember the time we were in, right? My parents had seven kids. I'm the youngest. So they looked and they go, <laughs> they looked at me and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, it looks like he got bit. All right, well, go lay down, go sleep it off. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? You know, today they'd be like, oh, you better arrest those parents, right? Take that child away. But, you know, back in the day, it was like, yeah, yeah we'll see if he makes it, right? So apparently I slept for like two, two days straight. Like I didn't wake up for two days. And then I, when I woke up, the, you know, my arm, my full arm that was just swollen, like it was five, 10 times bigger than it should have been, um, was had subsided and, you know, and it was just kind of everybody was no big deal. Right. And so it's like, wow. All right. Well, that, yeah, that actually happened. That's a very interesting experience and could have died right there. Um, and then a few years later, I, uh, my mom had been taking me in regularly for the pediatric schedule, the, the adolescent schedule for getting shot. And, uh, you know, I had to get it before I get, get some shot before I played football, right. Cause I was going out for the football team. So she takes me in for a full evaluation, a full physical and everything to sign off that a doctor has seen me and that I'm okay to play, you know, a contact sport um, at, and this is my first year in high school at this point, or no, my second, this is my second year in, in high school. Um, I'm a sophomore. Uh, you know, I, I get the, I think it was the MMR. We're not really sure, but um, I immediately like went down like immediately, like by the evening time, I have a fever of like 104. Um, some things are going very, very wrong very quickly. Um, I have intense pain in my low back, my kidneys, uh, what I would learn later are going into acute renal failure. Um, and, you know, I just got really sick uh, really fast. So the next day, my dad takes me into Kaiser Permanente, carries me in because I'm so weak, I can't even walk in. He carries me in and they looked at me and wouldn't admit me. Same thing. So he took me back home. My fever's up at like 108. They, my parents start packing me in ice in the bathtub. Um, I can't eat anything. I end up, I was a little skinny thing at the time. I end up losing like 20, 25 pounds over the course of a week. I mean, I almost died. I was in acute renal failure. Um, my dad took me three or four times, carried me into the hospital three or four times demanding that they admit me and they just wouldn't, they told him there's nothing we could do for him. We don't know what's going on and just sent me and him home. And so, you know, you have those experiences and you're like, wow, I cannot trust this system. This system tried to kill me and then didn't want to do anything about it. Didn't want to try to help. Does that sound familiar these days? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like this, they've been doing this for a while, folks. I wasn't this pervasive as it is now, it wasn't this obvious, you know, but it's, it's obvious now it's reached its maturity. Well, um, as by the grace of God, and I mean this because I didn't do any treatments. I was just laying in bed, you know, as like a zombie, um, being packed in ice every day. And, uh, I remember, you know, walking into the shower, um, and it taking me like 30 minutes to go from the bed to the shower, you know, and then having to basically sit down in the shower just to kind of rinse off and things like that. It was, it was a crazy time. I was actually out of school for two full weeks of maybe a little, maybe even a third part of a third week. I was out. I remember that because one of my teachers at the time, Miss Walsh, uh, tried to fail me for not writing a paper on the red badge of courage while I was almost dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it was a different time, you know. Well, you know, those start to become some very shaping, you know, moments, right? And of course, I get entr entrenched, 
you know, throughout my teenage life and my early collegiate life, I get entrenched into the indoctrination of what they want us to be as young black men, you know, that they want us to be criminals and they want us to, you know, smoke marijuana and carry guns. I didn't carry any guns at that time, but um, they want us to violence is a normal thing. And, and, you know, rioting is a normal thing and all the imagery that they constantly pump into us via the music and via movies and the programming and, you know, and it, it really, I'm going to tell you this, it really makes me appreciate people like Bill Cosby, you know, and I know he takes a lot of heat. Now I know we're supposed to hate him, right? We're supposed to hate him. Never mind that they threw out the conviction. And I know it's on a technicality and I'm not saying if he did it or not, right? What the, he's accused of. What I'm saying to you is he was trying to do something very special for Black people and show Black people of different visual of what their potential really is, what our potential really is. And he was doing it through the Cosby show. And of course, what do they do to him? They tear him down. Now, are those accusations true or not? That's not for me to judge. That's between him and God and those people. But what I am saying is it's pretty interesting that as he's trying to uplift, you know, his people, he gets torn down. And I think it's very interesting that so many great black people have found their way into jail somehow, almost always. I don't find that to be an accident that every, every great heavyweight champion has been in, been imprisoned and that great people who've tried to make the world a better place have been imprisoned. I, I don't find that to be coincidental if you get my drift. Okay. I think that's part of the design of the evil people who run the world or think they, that they do. Well, that tangent aside, you know, I get fully indoctrinated and I am part of the problem unrealizing. I think I'm part of the solution, screaming for equality, right? But am I working for it? I'm involved with a lot of uh, alcohol and a lot of, you know, uh, excessive use of, of cannabis smoking, which is the worst because it's going to really impact the liver. We'll do a show on that about cannabis and how cannabis turns into poison, something akin to pesticides when it's smoked. But when it's edibilized, it's actually incredibly medicinal. Okay, similar to what we're going to be learning about the tobacco leaf this, uh, this year as well. A little preview for some things that are coming, folks. Well, at this point in time, I make so many bad decisions and I, you know, avoid the guidance of God. I avoid the guidance of people who love me. I go in the exact opposite direction, like a knuckleheaded person I am. And my grandma Nina would say all the time, well, baby, a hard head makes for a soft ass. Well, I had a hard head and I got punished for it. God said, nope, you're on the wrong path. We're going to end this right now. And the best thing that ever happened to me was when I was doing some wrong things, you know, I was breaking the law that, uh, on an accident, you know, I, I invited Officer Pellet into my home where I had some things that I shouldn't have had, and I got arrested immediately. And thank God for that. 
because that was a wake-up call. That was a wake-up call being put in jail for a very short period of time. And it was a wake-up call that this is not the way. This is not the path. You know? And I'm so glad that people didn't give up on me, that God didn't give up on me, because he could have right there. And people that love me could have given up on me right there, but they didn't. And it started a journey for me, a journey along this straight way of seeking a higher truth, of seeking healing for myself, of seeking a natural way. Because after all that went down, I was very fortunate, very blessed to fall in love, to fall in love with an incredible person who was just everything at that point I could have ever dreamed of. What an incredible and I'm going to leave her name out of this in case this gets back to her in some way, shape, or form. And just to protect her privacy, just like I do my, my love, my love of my life right now. But I had an experience. I had a moment with God that showed me what is possible, and it was in being in love with someone else of getting out of the egoism of selfishness, of me, 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 me. The world revolves around me. Everybody has to care about what I'm feeling. Nonsense, right? And into, wow, here's this other person that I get to get wrapped up in and have these incredible memories, these incredible experiences with, right? What a, what a sacred moment to be in love with someone, right? Well, why is it sacred? Because that's when God is most obviously present with us and most consistently present with us at the same time, because God is love. Well, now, ultimately that relationship ends and it ends because I did some stupid things. I'm still being my own worst enemy every chance I get, never miss an opportunity to be my own worst enemy. And that relationship breaks and it's devastating for me, folks. And that's what launches me into the healing arts. I, I actually had a moment where I almost committed suicide. I had a moment where I was so broken by the loss of this incredible woman in my life, so devastated by it, that I was in so much pain. I was thinking, I can't do this anymore. I can't be here anymore. And I actually got down on my knees one night and I prayed to God and I said, God, I, I want to come home. And sure, as I'm talking to you right now, a voice comes in and says, you can come home anytime you want. Just remember the way you feel there is the way you'll feel here. But here, you can do something about it. If you stay, you can do something about it. I should have said there. I said, I don't care. I, I'm hurt so bad. I'm, I'm, I ch I'm choosing hurt, right? I'm in so much pain every day that I just don't want to feel this pain anymore. And God said to me, if you stay, I promise to show you the most beautiful things you will ever see in any lifetime. Never forget this moment. And tears burst out because I know, how do you say no to that, you know? 
So I stayed and this is what started me on the straight way. I went to a school and started learning about natural healing and touch and massage and herbs and cleansing and how the body is designed. And it became this lifelong love affair that guided me ultimately to uh, medical school to become a naturopathic doctor and seek more knowledge, better ways to help people. And then after that, it became this incessant pursuit of understanding what we have available and how to organize it. You see, my undergraduate, I was actually an engineer. I graduated as a mechanical engineer from UCLA. I have a degree in mechanical engineering. I've worked on the International Space Station as a database developer. And I also have a degree in naturopathic medicine and certifications and yoga as a yoga teacher and as a as a body worker, I've developed my own system of, of body work. And what I knew is that I always wanted to be now a teacher. I come from a family of teachers. Well, at this point, it starts getting interesting because I've found, I found the trailhead for the straight way. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to share just a little bit more about that and kind of see if I can put a nice bow tie on this story for you. All right. So we'll be right back with more energetic health radio right after these messages. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, welcome back, everyone. Well, along the way, after, you know, I have put myself in jail and people who love me help me, you know, get out of that, of that bad situation I put myself in. You know, thankfully, I realized I was smart enough to realize I'm not probably going to probably not going to get another shot at this. So I better start figuring some things out. And that's what love really does, you know. So along the way, I start studying martial arts and martial arts. I have this incredible experience where my teacher hits me with a chi burst and I can I'm, I can't even really describe it. It's just he tapped me on one spot on my body and my body just shut down and went into convulsions. 
I was studying with the 10th degree grandmaster and he knew how to do these type of things. And he was showing us what was possible. He did this on demand in front of an entire class. And I didn't, I, I can't make this up, but it, it actually led me to having to go to acupuncture and to get some herbs. And that really restored me after that experience. And it showed me what was really possible. Like, Hey, there's something out there that they're not telling. And then when I went to uh, ultimately to uh, school to start studying uh, shiatsu massage and, and nutrition and different things like that before I went to medical school uh, as an, as a naturopathic doctor, you know, oh, it just opened my eyes up to what's possible. And a simple question that came up, why aren't we being told about this? Well, we aren't being told that these things exist and that they work because that's by design, right? That's the pharmaceutical industry and the families that rule the pharmaceutical industry, you know, in enforcing their will upon us. It's not an accident that 70% of Americans as of 2018, 70% of Americans had it or were on at least one medication. It's not a, an accident that over 50% of Americans as of 2021 were on at least four medications. It's not, you know, four pharmaceutical medications. And I can't even call them medications for pharmaceuticals. All right. I can't call poison medicine. I refuse to do it. I will not call a poison or a toxin medicine, period. So what ends up happening after all of that is I start this straightway journey. You know, I want to learn everything that I can learn about natural healing and separate the the, you know, separate the fact from the fiction along the way and then organize it into a systematic approach for healing. And that's what energetic health really is. It's a systematic approach, a way of thinking, not an ideology, not at the least, they'll, they'll never be an ideology kind of person. It's a way of understanding how to organize a huge world of natural medicine and skill and where they fit in and how they synergize and how they work together. And that's really what we've uh, really codified as the art of cellular healing. Now, remember, I'm an engineer to start with, I think in terms of systems and how systems integrate and how things work together. Well, that's been my life really since, uh, for now I'm entering my 24th year of it, my 24th year of learning everything I can and then organizing it. And well, I should say learning everything I can exploring it, making sure it works for myself. It works for people that I'm sharing it with and then integrating it into where it fits within a system of healing that we have termed energetic health. Why energetic? Because the foundation of everything in from a health perspective is energy, you know, and energy production. That's really what it comes down to. Everything in health is energy dependent, you know, and so we want to respect and honor that right? That's God at work, right? I don't care if you don't like the word God. I'd look at people and say, do you like the word adenosine 5-prime triphosphate, otherwise known as ATP? And they say, yeah, I really like that. Well, I'm like, good, you like that. I'm glad you like that because without that, there's nothing existing that we know of. So that's God at work. So it's all real one. And it's really one and the same, in my opinion today. Well, we, we get a little bit further now and then, you know, and, and I start developing a course on uh, uh, vaccine uh, education. I do this with a dear friend of mine, Brittany Car uh, Cara, who's uh, just an incredible mom, 
uh, faith-based and everything. And so I start getting introduced into people who are very implicitly, strongly, you know, resiliently faith-based. And at first it's a little off-putting because I've got to remember what I'm emerging out of. I'm emerging out of indoctrination. And so it's a little off-putting and I don't know that I have that same relationship. I love God. I talk with God all the time, but you know, the faith is always intertwined in religion and it's a little off-putting for me because of, I have issues with that, but I'm still attracted. You know, there's still something of significance there. And so all these people become examples and folks, I got to tell you, I wasn't, I didn't step foot in a church for two decades. I didn't step foot in church until Pastor Dave Bryan at the Church of Glad Tidings invited me down uh, to speak. And it was a lot. It took a lot for me to walk into that church. It took a lot. And it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Because the only thing waiting for me there was love. You know, and that's why I say I love church. Religion isn't necessarily for me, but I love the community of it all because that was beautiful and what they're doing there and other churches, other synagogues, other mosques, other temples like it is beautiful, right? Well, you know, um, how did I get to that moment? I was willing to put in the work, the work of looking at the data every day and assessing the data and finding the criminality and finding the fraud and, and fighting for what's right. You know, I earned the right to be there. I earned the right with everything I've studied about the human body and know about the human body and natural medicines and how to put it together and to a system so that we can teach it to people so people can easily understand the joy and benefit of it. You know, it, it's this is where my heart has been and it's what I've been doing. I've been walking in this direction this whole way. There have been moments where I was lost and I just was like, you know, God, show me what what the step is. What am I missing? I, I, I'm obviously too stupid to figure some things out. So just give me the instructions. Tell me what to do. And there have been different points where I was introduced to the yamas and niyamas, codes of conduct and belief systems that are universal. They're not ideologically based. It's just, hey, this is what I'm about. I'm about, you know, doing no harm. I'm about speaking truth. I'm about all of these wonderful things, building unity and having absolute, you know, faith in, in the perfection of life and God's plan for us all. I mean, these are, these are fundamental things, but I get it at the right moment. God gives it to me at the right moment, guiding me, right? And then my life up levels. It, it becomes even better. I'm finding how to stay on this straight way a little bit better, this path that I'm on for healing. I'm seeing people, and this is one of the great joys of my life. I'm seeing patients that I work with all the time throughout my career get better. That's been my experience as a doctor working with patients. My patients get better. Why? Because I've taken the time to do the work to understand what works, what doesn't work, what's the sequence of things that need to happen and what the foundation of it really all is, which is energy production. That's the secret the great, great secret to my success. And I've taught this to now thousands of students and they are out there reporting similar results because what we are discussing isn't something that is mine or theirs. It is ours. It's a way of existing, a way of existing that is in harmony with, in my belief and what I'm finding, 
God has intended us to experience, that it's out there for us to tap into whenever we want at all times. And so 2022 happens, January 5th, I have an incredible vision. You know, I'm, I am someone who does receive visions and, you know, um, you know, dreaming is very important, but visions are undeniable, right? Um, and I had a vision and the vision was very clear. Teach these four things you are now renamed, renamed as Walis, never heard that before. It means friend of God. You know, it's very clear. And I'll maybe tell that whole story one day. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But then the year goes on and the year is hard. Right? 2022, my goodness, hard. Right? Oh, my goodness, so many things. But then that leads us to God never gave up on us. That conversation that we had a couple weeks ago leads to there that the piece that I've been missing this whole time is I've been carrying around, for me, wrath. And I gave wrath up in that moment. And I can tell you every single moment of every single day since has been an incredible experience of peace and serenity and confidence and faith and connection and goodness happening and being guided and seeing the path seeing where we're going, seeing what our potential is, the moment we decide to consciously allow God into our lives. That's my encouragement to you today. To consciously allow your best friend, your hero, your creator, your father, the one who loves you the most, the cherisher and sustainer of worlds into your life consciously. Why would you not want a presence like that in your life every day? It just doesn't make logical sense to refuse it. And I'm so sad that I did for so long, but I do also know that it's part of God's perfection for me, that everything happened exactly in the moments that it was supposed to happen. How do I know? Because I'm here and I've achieved this experience. I've earned this experience. And this experience is possible for every single person out there. When you simply believe, when you simply allow God consciously into your life. Folks, it's not an accident that myocarditis is what's so prevalent, you know, they're attacking the heart. The heart is where the connection, that's our telephone line to God. That's the heart. You know, that's how you can chat to God instantly, talking through your heart. You know, it's not an accident, you know, that we talk about death occurs when the heart stops, right? What are they trying to do? They're trying to stop the heart. Love, that connection, they're trying to sever it. It can't be severed. That's the joke of it all, right? But it does beg a question, if we agree that the heart stops, that's death, then doesn't that make when the heart starts beating life? Just a thought, right? Just a thought. What I encourage you all to do is to just take some quiet moments, some contemplative moments, 
and look around you at the grandeur and the amazement that exists every single moment that we often do take for granted because it's so ever-present. We take for granted and we focus on the things that make us feel worse, the negativity. And believe me, that's easy to find and we do have to deal with it, right? But it's in our power to decide to spend at least equal time in absolute joy, gratitude, and amazement for even existing at all, especially when we have that wonderful relationship strong and established with our Creator. So I pray for that for you. Remember, in this lifetime, we have four major things to incorporate, four major um, lessons, I would say. To take no offense, to speak truth, to be selfless, and to remain humble throughout it all. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. And I say to you, aloha vow, ia away, which means I love you, and adios, which means goodbye, and to remember to go with God.